We open outside of the warehouse in the outskirts, not quite as empty as it was last left by our shadows. There is a sprinter van parked outside of the warehouse, the back still open as two people are unloading objects and carrying them in. We follow them into an office in the warehouse where Nassander Badim is sitting on the desk, speaking on the phone in Turkish to whoever is on the other end of the call. She pulls out a notebook and a pen and writes something down. Our camera focuses on the object sitting on the desk next to her, a small vial filled with ashes. And that's where we're going to open with Alex, I think, as he is going up the stairs, Dinah following him quietly and surreptitiously. Alex, again, as mentioned, is pretty single-minded at this point. This is all a sort of side job to his main thing at this point. He is just heading straight up the stairs and uh, hopefully nobody gets in his way because that will go very poorly for them. So I think you're able to get upstairs pretty fine. Like we established last time that basically there's two levels to this basement and you're in like the lower level and nobody is really down here in these two areas it's when you get up into the main floor of the warehouses back in the office is you're not immediately like spotted or anything but you can hear movement so alex is just going to hold up a hand to dianetic motion to stop for a second and he is going to peer around the other corner to see what's going on over there as you peer around the corner that one of the office doors is open and there are two women who are standing there talking to whoever is in the office one of them has a trash bag with some variety of artifacts that look like they could possibly be arcane spilling out of it it looks like stuff that Jeremiah would pick up. Looking in either direction, I'm assuming Alex is now familiar because he was never downstairs. But yeah, he's probably, he knows where he is now. Okay. Are we near any of the exits? You're towards the back third of the warehouse. Either you can go out like towards the front direction where you remember murdering a bunch of people or Victor murdering a bunch of people, or you can head out towards the back, but going out the back way is going to take you past, like, the offices. What are the odds that is a large group of armed people at the front of this place? Given the last time I was here, pretty good. So I think we're just going to head towards the back. Uh, and if we go past the offices, I guess we go past the offices. All right, so are you trying to sneak or are you just going to... No, I think Alex is going in hot. So there's a group of people over here. They've got a bag full of assumedly Jeremiah's arcane shit. And to be fair, I need some of uh, Jeremiah's arcane shit. So I think he's just going to go straight up in. uh, And I would like to trigger a move if that's okay. All right, tell me about this move. So this is a move from the Revenant playbook, what I just picked up, called Vigilante. And it's when you go into battle, roll with blood. So I'm going to roll with blood and hope that I don't fail. All right, go ahead and roll with blood. Okay, that's a nine. So on a seven to nine, I will hold two, and I can use these hold one for one to do certain things. So the first thing that he's going to do Upon entering this room, you said that there were two people that he could see. And presumably somebody in the office because they're talking in that direction. Yeah. So there's three people total in here. And I think he is going to 
straight up. One of the things you can do with this hold is kill, disable, or disarm an NPC within reach. So immediately on entering the room, the two people that he can see talking, he is just going to grab each of them by the back of the neck, and it's almost like crushing an egg, and they just drop. Ooh. And then whoever that third person is, he'll look straight at them. Hello, my name is Alex. <laughs> I love and I hate this all at the same time. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, that hold is gone now. <laughs> yes, it is. The person sitting in the office on the desk is a woman of Turkish descent. She doesn't like, again, we're back to these are people who like work in these sort of circles, therefore isn't super surprised that her two mooks just got mooked. Seems a little concerned. Oh, hello, Alex. I think you and I spoke on the phone earlier. Miss Badama, I assume. The one and only. Yes, I assume correctly that Shadydale was a distraction, so here we are. And he kind of looks around. Since he is explicitly trying to get some ashes from Jeremiah, and there are explicitly ashes on the desk, is that obvious? Oh yeah, they're sitting there out in the open. I think he's just going to reach over and casually pick those up. I don't honestly have a great deal of interest in ending you or your operation here tonight. I need these, and I'm leaving with Miss Simmons. Would you care to try and stop me? Roll to persuade an NPC. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. That's six. She doesn't move to stop you. In fact, she has that look on her face that this is what she wants to have happen. And she just smiles a little bit, leaning back, not as concerned as she should be. And I don't suppose that I could call on you at a later point then, can I? And the way she says it is that it's more of a demand than a question. She would like to take a debt on you for letting you walk out of here with the ashes. Fine. I'll consider it a favor. Myself, this little vial, and Miss Simmons walk out of here. You have my number. Now if you'll excuse me. I love how anticlimactic this all was. But was it really anticlimactic? This I is mean, actually two people died. <laughs> two people died, and this is going to become a problem later. But that's tomorrow, Alex's woman. <laughs> Yeah, so you are able to walk out of there. And I think it's as you're walking out of there that Jeremiah is arriving on the scene. He's ready to go in there. Uh, guns blazing. But seeing Alex and Dinah walking out, he's going to stop the car. Get out. And I think Alex walks right past him. And he just thumbs over his shoulder at Dinah. And then holds up the little vial. I see that I have upheld both parts of this bargain, Mr. Crawford. Now, if you excuse me, I have places to be. And then Alex remembers that he came through a magic door here and has no other way to leave. Yeah, Alex has a phone and money. That's fair. <laughs> Jeremiah's going to take in the entire lack of, like, gunfire, screaming people, and harm on Alex. One question. Briefly, Crawford. What did she want out of it? None of your business. But you have made a bargain with her. 
do you have, Miss Simmons? I do. Then take the win and go home. Alex. If you honor whatever bargain, I will kill you. I welcome the attempt, sir. Uh, he's just going to call a cab. Apparently, Jeremiah is chain-smoking cigarettes today. <laughs> he's going to take a moment and just stare at the warehouse, sitting on the hood of his car. Did they hurt you? Dinah looked a little uncomfortable with this whole situation right now. He'll stub out a cigarette and save it for later. And then we'll talk in the car. Jeremiah will start driving. I think he'll just start driving. He doesn't really have a destination in <laughs> mind right now. Like, apparently the problem solved itself, and a bunch of stuff he did today was kind of needless. So that's great. Always great to do things that don't really matter. But, I mean, you have your... Dinah, are you all right? She kind of, like, makes a bit of a face, and it's just, I... What day is today? As she's pulling her phone out. I have... To be honest, I've forgotten. Things have been a little busy. She, like, looks at her phone and puts it back in her pocket and turns towards you and... I don't know what's going on exactly, but the last thing I remember right now is the gala. And the way you're talking to me implies that something happened between now and then, and I have no recollection of the last, like, 48 hours. And I'm still kind of pissed off at you. Jeremiah's going to park the car and relight that cigarette again. <laughs> Really, just been forty-eight hours since the gala. <laughs> Holy fuck! It's been a very intense forty-eight hours. A lot has happened over the past two days. Oh, fuck! Yeah, that's what I was worried you were gonna say. Fuck! All right. Yeah, so the worst thing that happened was my apartment was broken into. And apparently later it was unbroken. Reversed back in time. I don't know. I went through the stupid door and shit started happening, apparently. Uh, I don't know. Oh, God, I can't even remember what I you were helping me with, but we do you remember going for drinks after the gala? No, I I remember you calling me before, and then the last thing I remember was somebody died at the gala? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Jeremiah's gonna light up a new cigarette. That feels like a good place to hold that scene for a bit. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Both Jeremiah and I need some time to... Jeremiah needs time to process, and I need time to plan what I'm going to say. So we'll skip to someone so, else. Alistair, there's a knock at your door. All right. I will look over... Is Silk still here? 
Yep, Silk's just hanging out. I will look over at Silk and say, please just make sure that's taken care of and go upstairs to open the door, presuming it's Julian. And it's not Julian, it is Anastasia Margaret. Fuck. Oh dear. She got cold here, didn't she? She did. Now, to be fair, Alex didn't actually tell Alistair that he had to come here. Because he called Jeremiah and Jeremiah's stuff took precedence. Hello. That Anastasia? I don't think I have. Would she? I don't know. You might have night marked already, but you can roll to put a name to a face or a face to a name. Name to a face. I do not have night marked, so I'll do that. Roll with night. That's a five. Anavis, you don't know them, or you owe them. The MC will tell you which. Yeah, I think one night the demon portal was particularly acting up, and Anastasia helped hunt down quite a few of the demons that got out that night, and she hasn't quite cashed that debt in yet. I'm sure that won't come back to bite me in the ass. Anastasia has a debt on Alistair for killing demons. (sighs) Hi, Alistair. How are you doing today? I've, well, I feel like I say I've had better days just about every day. As far as recent times go, it's about what I expect to, what do I owe this pleasure? Alex called and said I was needed here. I assumed it had something to do with demons again, but it all looks pretty okay. Uh, In a manner of speaking, depending on how generally you apply the word demon. Out of character, remind me, I know she was needed for the ceremony. Do I know, like, exactly how? The reason why she's needed is because her and Cass are dating, question mark, and she can act as, like, an anchor to keep Cass's soul in Cass's body while you extract Leon's soul. But... Cass was very much like, I don't want to talk to her right now. Yes, he's not provided you any of the details, I assume. Alex, you basically just called her and told her to be there, didn't you? Yeah, I reminded her why she owed me, which was that I was promising to help Cass, but I did not tell her exactly what she was needing. Because to be fair, Alex didn't know. Yeah, that's totally fair. Just knew that she was needed for this ritual. No, I wasn't really provided a lot of details, but it's... Alex is very hard to say no to. Yes, that brings us to the subject quite easily, as a matter of fact. I am doing something to help our dear friend Alex out. And I need your assistance with it, if you wouldn't mind joining me down in the basement. Sure. She is feeling less and less sure that this has nothing to do with demons. (laughs) Silk, did you come upstairs or are you still just hanging out downstairs in the basement right now? I'm hanging out downstairs in the basement. Okay. All right. Anastasia steps in and goes to follow you downstairs. You can see around the same time that Julian's car is pulling up to your place. Oh, fuck. Yes, I will be down in just a moment. I have some other business to take care of. Make yourself at home. Say hi to Cass for me. And then he shuts the door to the basement behind her. 
<laughs> and turns to greet Julian. You see that look of I have fucked up cross her face before you slam the door on her. Alistair mm -hmm. doesn't care. Alistair goes to the front door and like waits for Julian. He's doing that thing where he's not trying. He's trying to act like he's not blocking Julian from walking in. But he's leaning in the doorway in the way that he's blocking Julian from walking in. Okay, yeah. Julian parks and steps out of the car walking towards Alistair with a just casual cocky smile on his face. He has a fancy looking envelope in his hand that presumably has the membership card for the country club. And he holds it out to you as he approaches and then says, as Finn promised, one country club membership for Mr. Lockwood. Things move so fast in this city, I've nearly forgotten what I needed this for, but I do appreciate the help, Julian. Think you wanted to spy on your cousin or something like that's what you told me when you were very drunk just a few nights ago. Yes, but it feels like months ago. Things are so hectic around here. Speaking of, I would love to invite you in, but there's things going on I need to take care of. And if you'll excuse me, I'll see you tonight. Would you like to get dinner somewhere? Roll to persuade an NPC. I'm sure that'll go fine. Really want this to be a 12 plus. <laughs> That's the opposite. That's a two. <laughs> this will go well. It'll be fine. You hear the basement door open behind you because Anastasia was like, wait, bitch, you do not slam the door in my face. And you feel like the rush of air from the basement come upstairs, breeze past you. Julian looked like he was going to agree for a moment. And then he stops as that bit of air hits him. And he tilts his head a little bit. And that, like, look of recognition and calculation, like, with the scent that came up with that. And then he just kind of nods and, yeah, tonight. But he most assuredly knows that you have Drew's body in the basement. All right, why don't you... Pick a restaurant, and I'll meet you there. Oh, don't worry. I'll be back around to pick you up. And oh, he turns no. to walk off. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> and by the way, Alistair's shoulders are, like, all the way up to his ears as all of this is going on. He is I'm already in... dialing his phone before he's even off your property. He shuts the door, looks at Miss Margaret, and says, Okay, so we may have to move a bit quicker than previously thought, and pulls out his phone to text Jeremiah with just, like, where you at. He doesn't actually say where you at, but he just sends off a very quick, Where are you? 
the meantime, down in the basement, Silk, Cass has just been hanging out down there too because that's where everyone is and Cass doesn't really want to be by herself. And she saw, like, you saw... You heard the door open and you saw Cass make eye contact with Anastasia before Anastasia turned around and the fuck out of there. And Cass just looks very nonplus. That was a bit rude. Did it even say hello? That's not the rudest thing she's done lately. It sounds like there's some juicy gossip. Have you had a falling out? Cass looks at you and is, yeah, that's one way to put it. Two seemed so lovely together. That's too bad. Did she perhaps try to eat one of your friends? <laughs> no, that I could probably forgive. Leaving me to potentially die, that's a bit harder. Ah, if it helps, I did call her to tell her but i guess she had other things going on that doesn't help oh i guess that's the opposite of helping isn't it i imagine they'll be down in just a moment or they'll be screaming it's been quite some time since i've heard alistair scream do you want to make a bet on which <laughs> oh dear sure why not what is the money called here i believe it's to Benjamin on Alistair screaming in the next five minutes. I am flattered that you think I have that much money to bet. I was thinking like $5. That sounds just fine to me. My money is on. She's going to come back down here and make up some excuses. <laughs> oh, I guess it's time for us to sit and wait. So Silk pulls up a chair next to this new suit of armor um, that wasn't here earlier. Uh, that has an elaborate, oversized codpiece for some reason. <laughs> nice. All right, Victor, what are you up to after you leave your mom's? I angrily throw the notebook into the passenger seat of my car and drive away to the laundromat. I got to finish doing my laundry, if it's still there. Of course it's still there. You left a note. Yeah. Someone finished it and folded it for you. Oh, that's great. That's fucking great. Perks of being the Baron. Isn't one of the things in your territory that people like you? Yeah, I'm well supported. Yeah, but I think you can see down the... We've kind of established that you can see down to the Lockwood Manor from the square, which is where I imagine the laundromat is. Mm -hmm. And the vampire boy that's been hanging around Alistair, kind of angrily storming off towards his car. Okay. And just, like, generally more vehicles at the Lockwood Manor than normal. Including your cousins, because I'm sure you'd recognize your cousin's car. Fucking. I'm going to, with a hamper on my hip, just stand on the... No, I've got, like, a big denim bag. Yeah, that's... The big denim bag thrown over my shoulder. I just watch and wave with the same... I wave with, like, my right arm, which is the arm I broke on him, as he drives by. And then I go and change and go over to the Lockwood Manor. Tired of wearing these sweats. It's not quite enough in this cold weather. That's reasonable. I'm going to bring my duffel bag full of fucking weapons, too, in case I need them. In case Alistair's actually turned against me and is working with my cousin. Alistair, there's a knock on your door. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, how's it going? It's going all right. Anastasia no, kind of meekly waves over his shoulder. Hey, Ghost, what's going on here? 
I'm doing a favor for our dear friend, Alex. To what do I owe the pleasure of your visit today? You a thing with the boy whose arm I broke? He's been around here a lot. I... It's complicated. Why did you go about breaking his arm again? He threatened to murder me. If we went around breaking the arms of everyone that threatened to murder us, half of the city would be armless. Yeah, they would, wouldn't they? So that you still haven't really answered my question. What do I owe the pleasure? I'm, I'm making sure there's not anything here I need to be worried about. If you're doing a job for Alex, maybe it is. Nope, we're fine. Thank you. And Alistair's going to try to close the door. No. <laughs> Listen, Alistair, you live on my territory and you get something from that. Protection, it's safer. But I can't keep it safe if I don't know what's going on. I'm calling in a debt on you. I don't quite honestly know what the fuck is going on. I'm just trying to get of some sort of spirit out of one girl and into another person. And then I can go on about my day trying to find out answers, which apparently nobody wants to give me. So this is about Cass then? I believe that's her name. I wasn't honestly paying attention. Fine. If you have any trouble, I'll be around. You don't happen to be carrying the ashes of a saint around, do you? Jeremiah is so untrustworthy when it comes to time-sensitive matters. Victor gets like a long look in his face and is like, I wouldn't know a saint if I saw one. Oh. But if I happen to run across any, I'll let you know. He then like waves to Anastasia again and walks away. It's repasted the requirements of doing this, just so you know. Because you might want to let him know about that. If it's going to mean exposing anyone nearby to serious fallout before he walks away, he might care about that, just saying. That is exactly why Alistair is not going to <laughs> tell him about that. I called in a debt to get you to answer a question honestly. If you want to roll to not let me know about it, that's cool. But then I get to keep that debt, potentially. Could this conceivably be keeping my cool landing, or would it be rejecting the debt? feel like you're refusing the debt. Because he did call it in on you to be like, what is going on here? Um, okay, so I think Alistair's about halfway through shutting the door when he says, oh, there may be some fallout from this ritual. Anybody that you particularly care about, you might want to get out of the neighborhood and then Alistair it's, shuts and locks the door it's everyone in the goddamn neighborhood Alistair I come back to the door <laughs> this seems like the perfect time for Alex to arrive back on the scene yeah so I think a cab just lets him out and, and he takes in the fact that Victor is here apparently so you're trying to blow up my fucking neighborhood hello Victor Oh, Alex is here. Lovely to see you. We should get brunch sometime. And he's just going to hand the little vial towards Alistair. 
Buster's on the other side of a locked door. Victor steps back and like gestures for you to take a whack at it. He's just going to knock. Who is it? It's me, Alistair. I've had a very long day, but I've got what you need. From Jeremiah. In a sense. Alistair is going to open the door. I push it all the way open. I'm. Can I fight against that? I mean, sure. I feel like this is a keep your cool roll from Alistair. And then... Possibly a get in the way from... Victor can uh, try Victor. to get in the way. Yeah. Sure. Okay. That's a 10. So if you want to possibly make it cost him something, you can try to get in the way. Victor. No, I'll just let him shut the door. I'm, gonna just, I'm not going to roll this. This sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Alistair. We need to talk about what this fallout could be. No idea. That's terrible. Victor. Sorry. Yes, Alex. Can I hand this to Alistair? And yeah. If you need to tell yeah. anyone in half, I'll just stay out here with you. What's the fallout of this ritual? Hopefully that a ghost won't be in Cassandra DeWitt's head anymore. Okay. Alistair just told me that there could be a danger to my neighborhood. Can we do this ritual somewhere else? Like on a boat in the lake? I have been keeping Miss DeWitt safe for several days now. There are people after her. The more I move her, the more likely it is they're going to find her. I trust that Alistair will minimize any fallout because to not do so would endanger his own life. I don't think he's going to do anything that's going to kill him or the target of this ritual. Which means any fallout will likely be survivable. Victor just crosses his arms. More importantly, I intend to be there. So, at the very least, even if it does cause damage to your neighborhood, you might get rid of me as well. It's like a fair trade to you. Fine. Wonderful. Alistair, your ashes. Yeah, Alistair opens up the door just far enough to take the ashes and I guess let Alex in. You're letting me in too, Al Alistair. How as do I know as... you won't rip my throat out? I will. You live on my that. territory too. Until you've hurt someone, I don't have any reason to. Not exactly comforting. Oh, do you plan on hurting people in my neighborhood? If I planned on it, it wouldn't happen. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I think Alex gets that joke. Such is my luck over the last couple of days. I really just want to drop the files from Alex's hard drive into the blank one we've got in the basement so I can go find out some fucking answers if we can just get on with this. Yeah, you can get on with it. I'm coming in. I didn't tell you you weren't. I just asked that you please not rip my throat out. Of course not. Let's just get on with it. Literally what I said. And Alistair is going to just, like, huff and stomp down to the basement. 
all right. You all step into Alistair's manor. I feel like Cass owes you that $5 silk. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. There was definitely some raised voices going on there. So there's just a scene of silk pocketing $5 and smiling. Uh, For sure. Yeah. Do you all just head down to the basement then? Oh yeah, Alex definitely is, because in his head, this ritual is already overdue. Anastasia does not look exactly pleased about being here, but like seeing that Alex is here begrudgingly drags herself along. The Margaret uh, family coming together to help poor mortal warms my heart. I'm more concerned about the other ones around. Not that Cass doesn't deserve some help, but quantity over quality, I understand. Victor narrows his eyes and then like walks to a part of the basement where he's going to just set himself up to like meditate and try to be an anchor if this ritual goes fucking wild. I can almost guarantee you it will. Alistair is going to go about, I think he like pulls a chair up next to where Jew's conceivably disguised body is and just gesture for casted. Have a seat. She looks towards Alex for some reassurance first. I think Alex is going to nod at her. It'll be okay. I'll be here. So she nods and she sits in the chair. Now, I suppose the trope is that I'll say this isn't going to hurt or this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you, but I've never been much for tropes. Good luck. And Alistair is going to take the ashes of the saint and start like drawing runic symbols across her forehead. And he will start like saying, I don't know, it's probably just like some Lorem Ipsum bullshit when it's actually on the TV screen. Because I always Lorem picture this as a TV show. It. It's, it is a TV show. It's an HBO series or something like that. So yeah, it's like he starts saying whatever magic words are necessary and hoping that this is going to work. As we get that ritual starting, we're going to jump back over to Jeremiah and definitely not just long enough for me to write a custom move for this. <laughs> but I also want to now resolve I'd... the Jeremiah scene and then end on the ritual. And I also need to write a custom move real quick. I just realized I should have done that beforehand, but I have an idea on what it's going to look like. So Jeremiah, you are with Dinah, who evidently has no memory of your love confession and yep. getting engaged and all of that. Yep. So after the gala, <sighs> you at least came out to meet me for drinks. Wasn't sure you would. I'm aware I crossed a lot of boundaries with you. And we had this conversation. Bears repeating again. I... Jesus, I have to do this again, don't I? My name is not Jeremiah Crawford. My real name is Leonard Symes. The Symes-Karim family in Toronto. 
stages deaths, shakes people down, steals their items, signs. Essentially, yes. Okay. The woman who kidnapped you, Nisanya. I arranged a car accident for her. She was out of commission for several months, not doing that much better afterward. And we cleaned her out. She got pissed off, made bargains with some powers that I'd rather not go into. And I ended up here, all places, after she murdered most of my family. I think. Not sure where anyone is right now. And I narrowly avoid getting killed myself. Okay. <laughs> Yesterday, I called you because I had been hit. People who've been robbing other members of a network hit me. Looks like at this point they didn't. I needed your help. I also want to say I was sorry. Sorry for upsetting the boundaries and almost jeopardizing our friendship. Okay, that is a lot to process. He's going to reach into his pocket and pull out one of the teleportation rings. Roll it around in his hand. We made up. And I asked you to marry me. Her eyes go wide when you say that. And like she starts like looking around. Okay, like. Where's the cameras? Am I getting punked right now? You're you've got to be kidding me. Jeremiah's gonna put the ring back in his pocket. I guess we don't need to worry about that anymore. He's gonna start the car and start driving. I'll drop you off at home. I'll talk to you again at some point. Okay. I'll I will want to talk about it at some point. I just don't no, if I can right now, that's a lot. I understand. I'm sorry. You're alive. That's the best I guess we can hope for. End of a day. Yeah, thank you for that. I think I I don't see why Alex Oh that was Alex Jura, right? Like Vampire owns a bookshop, Alex. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why else he would have been there. So 
thank you for that, I think. Yeah. And if Jeremiah's not going to say anything else, she's just going to quietly look out the window for the rest of the very awkward car ride back to her apartment. Yeah. Jeremiah needs time to process this. So then we stay with Jeremiah in that awkwardly silent car ride. And he drops Dinah off and she lingers for a moment like she wants to say something and then thinks better of it. And oh, no. Walks away without saying anything. And then Jeremiah heads off to the Lockwood Manor and conveniently shows up right as Alistair finishes all of the prep. I think Jeremiah's just going to appear in the Lockwood Manor. He's been in here before. He knows some of the best entrances. Yeah, Jeremiah, when you definitely don't break into the Lockwood Manor, nobody is... People are clearly here. There are way too many vehicles here for there to not be people here. But nobody is upstairs. All right. Jeremiah's breaking in with his bag of guns. And uh, I guess it's pretty obvious that people are in the basement, so he's heading there. Oh, looks like it's a party. Jeremiah, welcome. Shotgun in hand. Oh, looks like you got one, too. Is that a shotgun in your hand, or are you just happy to see me? Alistair, I've had a very, very bad day. One more quip like that, I will finish you off. Oh, you'd never shoot me, would you? I think Alex is just looking between the two of them. Like, I could probably kill both of them before they said something else, but I need at least one of them to do this ritual, so... Anyway... Don't mind me. And he'll just put his bag of guns on the table. So much tension. Oh no, Jeremiah's the only one in this room that's had a rough day. <laughs> Obviously. Don't mind the girl who's been hosting a demon unwittingly for 10 years now. Oh, that's fine. Speaking of Cass, she, she's like, okay, there's a lot more of an audience here than I was expecting. I do apologize for that. I thought this was going to be a small affair. I have to admit before I finish this, I do have a bit of stage fright, performance anxiety, and then Alistair says whatever the last word is of the ritual. All right. When you use a ritual to move a soul from one body to another, everyone in presence of the ritual marks corruption. The caster rolls with spirit. Uh, that actually fills up my corruption track for the fills second time. Too. You all are lucky I've got that plus three spirit. That's an 11. That is nice. All right. So on a 10 plus, you can choose two. The soul is successfully moved. The collateral damage is minimized. And only the caster has to mark corruption. Okay. So obviously the soul is going to be successfully moved. All right, so the soul is successfully moved. I'm going to say the collateral damage is minimized just because Alistair is far more afraid of Victor in the moment than anyone else in the room. That is fair. We get a series of shots as this uh, transference takes place. When Alistair had said the final word, like Anastasia 
kind of instinctively stepped in and put her hands on Cass's shoulders. And like everything in the next series of shots goes very abstract. And to the viewer, you can tell it's because Anastasia is like standing there with that contact. That's part of what's keeping like Cass in her own body. And we see this flicker between Cass and Leon as she was when I feel like we got a vision of her at some point. Anyways, she, Leon, like who we presume is Leon in old clothes and the lights in the basement like flicker and the light bulbs explode and it like everything shakes some of the bookshelves fall over jeremiah's bag of guns slides off the table the demon portal makes an angry noise the mirror slides a little bit and we see this kind of growing light pass from the form of Cass slash leone into jew's body and then it all seems to go calm. Anastasia's wrists look like they've been burnt and Cass like is passed out, but still like there. And so did you ever take the glamour off of this? Off of I don't think so. It, okay, but your glamours only last for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. I would say this ritual probably knocked the glamour off. And so we <laughs> but see. But it totally the, started as a suit of armor. But we see that like Cass is passed out and Anastasia is like working on bringing her back, making sure she's okay. And our camera pans over to Jew's body. His head tips in one direction tips and the other stretching his neck and then his eyes open and they are pitch black look at you all alone how's it feel it has been a long time since i've had a body to myself wonderful and at the end of the day you get to go your own way and do whatever you want in it but in the meantime i have one more promise to keep so you're going to accompany me until nightfall. Well, I can't really say no to you now, can I? I would hope not after all I've been through to make this happen. And then I get to do whatever I want? Well, as do we all. With all the benefits and responsibilities that entails. I'm really struggling on what pronouns to use right now. I'm going to go with they. We're going to go with they. Or she. No, we're going to stick with she because it's just Leon in there right now. She kind of rolls her shoulders back, stands up, and turns towards Alistair offering a hand to him do i get a bad feeling for if i shake their hand is something bad gonna happen oh no she turns and holds out a hand i think i have you to thank for this as well yes it's been quite an ordeal but it's well, it's nice to stretch my legs every now and again with this, and Alistair will shake her hand. Let me know if there's ever anything I can do for you. Oh, I'm sure there will be. And she turns back to Alex, doesn't really even acknowledge anybody else in the room, doesn't really care about anybody else in the room, to be completely honest. She cares about Cass. Cass has Anastasia. Cass deserves some privacy for once in her life. She gets it. But so Leon turns to Alex and goes, where are we going from here? 
Going to the country club for brunch. Lovely. I do want before before Alex leaves the Lockwood estate uh, with Leon to just kind of have a little moment with Anastasia. Kind of look down at the unconscious Cass over at Anastasia. From here, Cassandra is in your capable hands. Do not make me regret that. Anastasia just kind of nods. Like, she's clearly in quite some pain herself, but she's a werewolf. She will carry on. Good. When she wakes up, tell her to get in contact with me. We had a talk about what she might want to do with her life once it is solely hers. Remind her of that, and that whatever she wishes, it will happen. And I think with that, Alex is just going to head out. It's been a day, and it's still, like, noon. Jeremiah's gonna stop you. Before anyone leaves, I need information from everyone. And I've done most of you favors. Something's going on. But I've been being jerked around on the outside for too long. So Alex, Silk, Victor... Alistair, if you're feeling generous. I want a list of names. So I assume you all are more familiar with what's going on than I am. Well, any names in particular? Is there a, an origin country, perhaps, that you're looking for? Someone is fucking around with demons in this city. And I intend to take <laughs> care of everyone connected with it. As Jeremiah says that, Alistair literally just turns to look at the giant demon portal that's, like, maybe five feet away from them. I'm not counting you and Miss Alistair. Nothing's come through your portal lately. I'm afraid you're going to have to be more specific. There are I can't quite be a more fucking demons. specific. I just know something's going on. Let's try and narrow this down, shall we? Are you concerned about the demons that Alistair has here in his basement. No. Are you concerned about the ones at the top of the Rose Garden? If that's what you guys got into, yes. Maybe my first Are you concerned? Are you concerned with the one that I'm going to be meeting with later? And who would that be, Alex? Someone by the name of Darby Albrecht. Oh, they're just a messenger. Don't drag them into this. Not intending to. Point is, you're not worried about a specific kind of thing. You are worried about how it affects you. I'm worried about an organization that has hired someone from my past to come in. Whoever this person it is is very bad news. If they're reaching out to someone who maybe delved a little too deeply into certain arts that should best be left forgotten. Oh, and no one here has ever done that before. Victor raises his hand. (laughs) (laughs) I think Victor is the only one who can say that in this room. (laughs) All right. I'll come clean first, as everyone is hesitant to tell me what's going on. My name is not Jeremiah Crawford. He's just someone I... Someone convenient I found to use as a depository for my fucking soul after I got murdered by a stupid bitch, Nisander, who killed my family. 
She summoned up a demon. Something that doesn't have a name. Something I call the vivisectionist. Took apart most of the people she'd hired. Probably took apart most of my family. Probably took apart my body, I assume. My soul didn't hang around to find out. It's in here now. Thing is, it doesn't kill the people. They're still alive. In pieces. For it to do whatever it pleases with. But it can't or couldn't remain in Toronto for very long. I at least made sure of that. But she's here now. And I assume that she's doing whatever its bidding is. And whoever set her up pulled that fucking thing out from the depths of hell. It's not the nice kind that talk to you and convince you. This is something that'll destroy the city if it's here. So, I'm asking you not to play fucking dumb, not to be coy. Tell me about whatever organization is running this fucking city. Give me their names, and I am going to murder every one of them. So now, we have context. What was your name? Leonard Symes, if anyone is familiar with that. Trust me, Alistair. If you knew anything about my past, you wouldn't be laughing. Okay, Linny. <laughs> Alistair, only my mother ever dared to call me Letty. Benjamin? <laughs> as much as I enjoy these tense tete-a-tetes in rooms full of guns and monsters, you won't help finding a specific individual. Fine. I, can I don't want help that. finding them. I can do that on my own. I want their names. Seems to me like you do need our help since you don't know- Alex, I'm very well connected. I know a lot of people, I just don't know who's involved with this. I don't even fucking know the name of an organization yet. Lur's Watch. Thank you. And Jeremiah's calling in debts because he wants the names of everyone- people associated with Lur's Watch. Can I counter a debt with a debt? You can always cancel a debt. Use the debt to cancel a debt. So I think once once Victor offers that information up, Alex is going to just okay. So Jeremiah has two debts. I'm going to go ahead and mark one of those off there. Fine. I was trying to keep certain people out of this, but my most recent contact in the watch was Astrid Margaret. And with that, may I go about my day now? Jeremiah will wave you off. I don't think Silk has any official dealings with Fleur's Watch. He's never dealt with them screen, at least. You and Isabel are pretty friendly. But do I know that she's some kind of weird bolt thing? I mean, so she was there with the whole thing when you all went to the church at the very beginning of this campaign. And, like, you and her hung out and read Trashy Romance in the mm -hmm. church. So you might have an inkling, but, yeah, I'm not sure Silk has been directly pulled in yet yeah. did titania mention it i'm not sure i don't think so okay then no silk might not have any spartanet information then yeah so silk is just going to stare down jeremiah and i have no idea what it is that you're talking about and that i promise you got one name at least and the organization's name i can start to put stuff together as much as i hate to say this it seems that 
Our goals may be aligning, so how about you let me come along with you and I'll forgive you for having taken my bag. How very and generous of you. I have a debt on Jeremiah from character creation that I would like to cash in on here. Just to tag along on Jeremiah's rampage? Yeah, Alistair knows that the Fleur's Watch was somehow involved in the murder of his parents, so if he can get a very angry Jeremiah on his side to investigate that, then that seems like a good strategy for now. Victor, when Astrid's name had gotten dropped, mm -hmm. Anastasia had, like, looked at you very pointedly. Do we need to murder him right now? Like, she's looking towards you to see what you're going to do about that. Yeah, don't go after my fucking mom. That depends. If anyone else can produce another name, someone I can talk to. I don't think I have anything else. Do I? Vic no, this is Evan talking. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask Victor something. Oh, okay. Trying to think of Victor. Uh, yeah, I think it's just Alistair and Alex that really got boiled Ooh, in. I met with Lane when I deposited yeah. what's her face. Yeah, I was gonna ask you where you um, ran yeah, off you, you, with, um, you actually met both Isabel Fatima. and Anna. Yeah. Do I know Isabel Lane's name? Yeah. Isabel Lane. And I don't think I know Anna Rosenberg. Yeah, I don't think her name got said. Actually, now so, Jeremiah's got an important context on what happened to the Rose Garden. That's owned by... Rosalie Mercier. Yes. Isabel Lane is a name I know, but she lives in my territory as well. Doesn't she? She does, right? Oh, yeah, she does. She's yeah. chaplain of the satellite church here. You can talk to her. She can't fucking kill her. Very well. I have enough to get started now. Jeremiah's going to pull out a letter and hand it over to you. A favor for your friend. Oh, is this Leslie's letter? Yep. <laughs> nice. Jeremiah is so not timely. <laughs> Whose letter is this? Who's this for? Your friend who's trying to get custody of her kids, who's always oh. at the diner. Leslie Long, Leslie. right? Yes. Yep. Thank you, Jeremiah. I'll get it to her. It's only been like a day, so it's fun. I tuck it in my jacket. Don't uh, make me have to come after you. And I'm in a motion that Anastasia and I should leave if she wants to leave with me. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah's expression will actually look and hurt when you say that. I hope it doesn't come to that, Victor. Me too. The watch is doing some shit. I don't like it. But don't fucking touch my people. Come on, Anastasia. She, like, Princess Carrie's cast behind you. Cass is starting to come around and is, like, barely holding on to her. But Anastasia mm -hmm. is pretty strong, so. Did she drive here or take a cab or whatever? She drove. Okay. Alex, you and Leon walk upstairs first. Are you just going to go right outside to your car? My car is still parked outside Jeremiah apartment so we're gonna have to walk first the two of you walk out the front door onto the lawn and standing there in the street leaning against their own vehicle is Fen, with a smile on their face 
More of the dead walking today, I see. Seems to be going around. Need a ride somewhere? No. We were just going to take a stroll. It's only a few blocks. But if you insist. And I think our closing shot is on the three of them getting into Finn's vehicle. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, tweet us at St. Fleur Pod and let us know your thoughts. Shadows of St. Fleur is an Urban Shadows actual play podcast in seed by Landon Corbin. You can find him on Twitter at Occasional GM. This episode was edited by Bree. She can be found on Twitter at Pseudonym Social. Additional editing and production for this episode was completed by Elliot, who can be found on Twitter at Podcaster Elliot. Alistair is voiced and played by Elliot. You can find him on Twitter at Podcaster Elliot. Alex is voiced and played by Jeremy. You can find him on Twitter at TayuFace. Silk is voiced and played by Eric. You can find him on Twitter at PrimeFactorX01. Victor is voiced and played by Evan. You can find him on Twitter at Nyquist underscore JE. And finally, Jeremiah is voiced and played by Allison. Urban Shadows is a Powered by the Apocalypse tabletop role-playing game written, designed, and developed by Andrew Medeiros and Mark Diaz Truman. It is published by Magpie Games, who you can find at magpiegames.com or on Twitter at MagpieOfficial. Farewell, dear listener. We hope you enjoyed your visit to St. Flo.